Hello again, everyone. My name is Gary Roth with the Blue Collar Consulting Group podcast. I am super excited to bring to you tonight some information that I think is really going to help. I've always kind of hesitated to speak about like recruiting and sales and stuff like that just because, you know, it's such a small audience. But the more I teach this stuff, the more I look into it, research, refine, and hone, do all these wonderful things, the more I know that even though it's Army specific, Army retention specific now, it's going to be helpful to a lot of people. And so I hope that you're here to check out some really great ways to improve your sales, to get more appointments, hopefully convert more appointments into some kind of action, be it a transfer if you're in the Army, or maybe if you're an Army recruiter, I think maybe you should look at this too. Listen to this. Wow, it's a podcast, Gary. And so anyway, let me just start off by saying this. Why should you listen to me? Well, when I was leading a workshop this week at my battalion headquarters, I got to thinking, you know, these folks are new to our organization. I had six people in the workshop this week, and they don't know who I am. They don't know my background. And so here I am, just some battalion staff member that talks really loud. So I decided to go ahead and tell them a little bit about my background. Hopefully, it wasn't interpreted as a boast, but rather the reason to try what I have to say. Number one, I was an Army recruiter from 2004 until 2007. I was incredibly, uh, let me rephrase that. I did very well. I was an Army Reserve recruiter during the darkest days of the war on terrorism in the National Guard headquarters in Springfield, Illinois. Despite all that, I always exceeded my quota. I was even recruiter of the year all the way up to the recruiting command, USREC. I competed at USREC, which means I was the brigade recruiter of the year, I was the battalion recruiter of the year, and I was the company level recruiter of the year. I repeated recruiter of the year several times at company and battalion levels. So I did really well as a recruiter. That's not to best boast. It's just to say that you can trust what I have to say. I went on to become a station commander, improving that station's performance by 212% over the course of 24 months. That's not 100%, that's not doubling it. It's tripling it, 212% of production. And that was at the same time that they were transitioning from civilian recruiters back into uniform recruiters, all right? So I did really well. And then I went into the civilian market. Well, you say, oh, what do you know about it? You were always in the Army, Army recruiting. No, I got out. I, select, I took a job as the head of marketing and recruitment for an emergency medicine staffing firm. He did really well until corporate kind of dissolved that company and I struggled for a little bit as some like networking person. It was terrible. And then I went into a physician recruiting company that was contingency based, which means commission only. You don't work, you don't eat. And there, after my first year, I was the second highest producer in that multi-million dollar company for really two and a half years. And then I returned to the Army following my mother's death in 2015. And so I worked as a retention uh, career counselor in Athens, uh, Georgia, in Gainesville, Georgia, actually. Did really well. I exceeded my quotas, and I they give you an annual quota, and I exceeded that very early in the year, sometimes as early as February or March on a fiscal year system. I say all of that nonsense. Got it down to less than four minutes. I'm proud of myself. I say all of that so that you know you're talking to somebody that has 
proven success, a track record of success in both a team member and team leader uh, position, all right, and in many varieties of environments. So we're going to talk about some ways that you can improve, you know, like your conversions. What do I mean by conversion? Well, a conversion is nothing more than turning a phone call into an appointment and an appointment into a sale, right? Conversion. How do we get there? You've got to get in touch with somebody first, and that's a whole other thing. Making initial contact is a gorgeous exercise in sales and marketing, recruiting, and I love it. Oh my gosh, I'm fascinated by all of the ways that people do that. Some are effective, some are not effective. I have my preferences, you have your preferences, I have the data to back it up, you probably don't because everybody wants to just judge by their gut, which is terrible, but listen. Asking the right questions will help you get more sales, more conversions, more transfers, whatever you need, right? More appointments. Let me show you what I'm talking about, right? So like in the Army, right now, our my command's mission is to talk to people that are in the IRR. They've done some service, and now they're just kind of sitting on a list, right? The big list in the sky. And we talk to those folks and attempt to bring them into the Army Reserve, right? Get them back to one weekend a month, get them involved, get them the benefits, get them ready, all that good stuff. And it's incredible. It's fun. It's nowhere near as difficult as recruiting. Nowhere near, although we tend to make it that way. But anyway, some of the biggest problems that I notice from, you know, when I was doing it for a while, and then now that I see it from like a corporate position at Battalion, is that folks really don't know how to ask proper questions. They want to go right to the throat. For example, if somebody says, oh, well, I don't have health insurance right now. Boom, oh, you need to come into the back of the arm reserve, get TRICARE reserve health insurance. Boom, 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 boom. Just so fast, so fast. Hold on. When you do that, uh, yeah, you, you're, you're going for the throat. You're trying to close the sale, and you have no rapport, no status whatsoever. Instead, something like that, you would say, Tell me how important it is for you to take care of your family. Oh, my family is super important to me. I've got a sick baby, stuff like that. That gives you, I don't want to say ammunition, but that gives you the information you need to create a stronger closing statement down the road. We have to ask better questions. Don't go right for the kill, so to speak. Find out more about this person. A lot of times we run into people that have maybe served four years in the army, something like that. They're in the IRR and now they're working this wonderful civilian job. You know, they're married. They've got two and a half kids. They have three domesticated animals. They live in a suburbs. They drive a Volvo. They, they've just got life made or so they tell you. They want to tell you how much they make. I've never seen anybody brag about their salary as often as I have working as a career counselor, talking with IRR soldiers who have got a decent civilian job. It's as if they want to make you feel dumb for staying in the army. To me, I laugh. I, I get a little sassy. I say, oh, wow, so a big paycheck is all that matters to you? What are you going to do with that big paycheck if you lose your job? Does that big paycheck really make you happy? Now, I'm making a couple of critical errors here, something I need to address, and I'm kind of glad that I did that. We don't ask yes or no questions, ever. We ask open-ended, fact-finding questions. For example, 
When somebody tells me they make a big paycheck, I ask them, hey, when was the last time some stranger on the street stopped what they were doing, came over to you, and thanked you for making a big paycheck? That's a very subtle tug on the heartstrings because in uniform, soldiers get thanked for their service all the time. It's a very humbling experience. How is that big paycheck satisfying your need for adventure and variety and camaraderie, right? We don't ask yes or no questions. Do you need health insurance? No. Okay. Tell me what you're doing for health insurance, please. Oh, well, I pay $800 a month for health insurance for me and my wife and my two kids. Okay. What if I could cut that in by 75% and get you something like $200 a month with TRICARE Reserve Select Health Insurance, how would that improve your life? Then you let them talk. You want them talking. I love the 80-20 rule. You talk 20%, they talk 80%, which means you listen 80%. You have two ears and one mouth for a reason. Listen twice as much, please. My friends, you can literally Talk someone out of a commitment after they've made it. I have seen it way too often. You can talk somebody out of a sale, my man, my lady, my everything in between. You can do that. So don't talk so much. Just listen. Just listen. 98% of the time, you are going to get everything you need to match it up with a benefit of whatever you're trying to represent and help them make a responsible decision that you both can feel good about. We're not being sleazy. We're not being manipulative. We are aligning features and benefits to a discovered need. Do you understand that? Aligning benefits with a discovered need. You have to discover the need. If they already wanted to transfer, if they already wanted your product, they'd already be on the phone and you would not be working with them. More sales, commitments, appointments are made with people that were not seeking you out in the first place. It's called outside sales for a reason. There's no inbound traffic. You're going out and you're going to get it. And with my help, you're going to get more. And you're going to help more people. They're sitting in the IRR. They're available for call up at any time and they're not getting anything out of it. It's Uncle Sam's greatest deception currently. But for my career counselors out there, yes, you can do more commitments, right? You can gain more commitments by asking better questions. How, when, what, where. And so for us working with prior service folks, a lot of times you got to remind them of the good times. If they had a bad time in the army, it wasn't all bad. And there's tons of common ground. You can always find something happy. Hey, do you remember the gas chamber? Oh, dude. Where'd you go to basic? Yeah. Okay. Cool. What was your MOS again? Oh, yeah. 19. Yeah. Were you ever at Knox? No. Okay. Where was your first duty station? Oh, Germany. Where'd you grow up? Oh, Montana. My guess is you didn't ever think you'd be living in Germany from Montana, right? Yeah, right. That's how easy a good conversation is to reframe them, to show them that it wasn't all that bad, that there were great benefits, 
that they did unique stuff. And for us career counselors, you can do unique stuff in the Army Reserve that you cannot do in the civilian world, no matter how big your paycheck is. So there's value in everything that we do. And in like the civilian sales market, imagine what your life would be like with our product. What would you do if you improved your missed appointment rate by 20%? How much money would that generate for your company? If you hired me as your social media marketing agent, what would you do with all the new business? Where would you stack all the money? And you can get a laugh. Asking good questions, my friends, allows you to get more information. Information in the sales, marketing, commitment world is power. And you can leverage that power, like I said a second ago, to get more commitments that you both can feel good about. Stop asking yes or no questions. Start getting to know the person that you're with. 80% them talking, 20% you talking. Oh, that's great. Tell me about your family. Yeah. What kind of sports are they into? All right, tell me this. You're from Chicago. Tell me your favorite sports team. Uh-huh. Cool. Now, I'm a big Chiefs fan, so we may have some rivalry here one of these days. It's too easy to find common ground. Sports, life, family, technical things if it's appropriate, right? History. Oh, you're from the Midwest? That is great. What's the biggest snowfall you remember? If you want to get really good at asking good questions, have, play fun, uh, have fun with trivia. Like go on to trivia.com or something like that. Hop on there and just ask, ask yourself random facts. Have a good dad joke handy, right? You're going to be able to do this, but it's going to take some intentionality. You're going to have to intend to do it. You're going to have to do it on purpose. Now we're going to cover initial contact methods, we're going to talk about overcoming objections, how to close. But in the meat of the conversation, if you're good enough, lucky enough, whatever, to get somebody in a conversation and they're talking to you, that is your prime opportunity. The world stops when you're talking to a prospect. And you're probably only going to get one shot. So you have to make sure that you handle that with the most care, being the most intentional and professional person that you could possibly be. So I want you to think about that. Stop asking yes or no questions. Get them talking. And they'll give you everything you need to match a benefit with their discovered need. My name is Gary Roth. This is the Blue Collar Consultant Group Podcast. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Subscribe or leave a review. Whatever you can do always helps out. Really excited to bring you next episode. Let's get some more sales. Let's get some more commitments, right? Let's just get better at this stuff. All right, I'll see you later.